AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Cool Zone Media. Okay, look, you might think the answer would be so obvious and uncomplicated. I have been a professional artist for most of my adult life. And in a hypothetical situation, if somebody were to say, Beyonce is looking for an opener, you want to go open for Beyonce. You would think the answer would be, oh, are you kidding me? She's the biggest artist in the world. Let's make it a little more closer to my genre. Drake, TDE, Top Dog Entertainment. Do you want to go open Top Dogs during a tour? And it's the last one Kendrick's going to be on. Do you want to go on this tour? You would think, uh, no brainer, right? And I mean, I would most likely say yes. But you might be wondering what my hesitation might be. Well, because, well, number one, if you if your introduction to that many people is that situation, you will forever be, hey, that's all brought at over for top dog, right? Dude, you will always be that dude. You ain't gonna be your own name. You're gonna be, oh, that's that, hey, that's that's cause that open for that's blood that open for. Yeah. I oh, was cool. What's his name again? You gonna always be that. If you've been to a arena concert, a stadium concert, no one cares about the openers. Now, if it's a festival that one of these acts are headlining, that's a different story. You go to festivals oftentimes to discover new music. You have a better chance of earning some actual traction at a festival like this. But an arena tour of that one artist, I, you might get five or six people that would say, hey, that dude was cool. Who was that? Which is five or six more people. And if it's an arena, maybe five or six becomes five or six hundred. That dude was dope. Who was that? That's about it. it, it listen, 
No one's going to take their phone out and follow you. It's too big. They're going to go get their drinks. This is their sign that like, oh, we better go get your background music. You are a playlist in an arena and, and you better hurry up. And let me give you a little bit of insider tip on this. When you're an opener on an arena like that or on a show like that with a that big of a headliner, even the volume of your sound, it's like 20 or 30 dBs lower than the headliner. You don't get the same lights. Sometimes the lights be on in the in the arena. So you're performing while the lights are up. You're performing when people walk in. You get 10 minutes. Sometimes you get five minutes. Sometimes you get a song and maybe the headliner will bring you out. Now, if, now, if in that situation I have to happen to have a new song with Beyonce and she's like, I'm going to take you on tour. That's a different story. But if nobody in this arena knows me, generally the stance is, yo, who bruh and when is he done? And that's if they even notice you performing. Nigga, bring like, I paid $5,000 to see Bay. We hear this like, yo, who is this? You might be turning people off. Now, I consider myself a professional. I usually, I have been in situations where maybe not, I've been, I've played, I've played arenas before. Now, granted, they were like festivals or things where I was set up well, where it was like, and that's the situation too. Like if it was like, hey, I wrote a poetry piece for this tour and I get to open her set. I get to open their set. That's kind of setting the tone. Then I'm making a lot of money. I get to say my name is in the credits. If I'm a part of the main set, then that means I got merch upstairs. And if that's the case, you got good video footage. There's, you know, you get you get to use the crane camera, part of the, you part of the tour recap. And then when they stream the live tour experience on like Amazon or Netflix, now you part of the video. That's okay. Now that's a move. Cause you, and you getting TikToks out the yang, you know what I'm saying? You getting content from that. But if you just going to throw me out front to be like, Hey, come open up. Or let me, let me, let me make this scenario be even more specific. Hey, for tonight, when you get to California, you got crypto arena. It's Drake only Drake's got laryngitis. He can't perform. Do you want to take his slot? Nigga, no. I'm, no. They're going to throw beer at me. I'm not taking this. Are you kidding me? No. You would think, well, ain't you hungry? Nigga, yes, I'm hungry, but not like that, cuz. You are setting me up for failure. I have played a show, and I don't know if Game will ever hear this, but there was an event where me and my friends were the two opening acts for a concert with Game, and Game didn't come. And they made us go out and perform more songs. I, I like, and what? And according to the promoter, game was like, you. I mean, it's not enough people there. I'm not performing for an empty room. And I get it for the level he was at at the time. That's not his fault. At that time, it's like, it's not his fault. You didn't sell no tickets. You should have promoted this better. I'm not lowering my brand because you didn't do your job. Was his position? Apparently, from what I know, game kept checking in. Like, yo, is it full yet? Is it full yet? 50%, 80%. And then finally he was like, man, you know I'm not coming. It's just not enough people there. And his contract is like, well, you're still going to pay him. Bro, I've never been more terrified. <laughs> they not there for me. I'm. They there for him. You want me to go? Okay, so they're like, yo, you want an extra 30 minutes? Nigga, no, I don't. Because no. <laughs> I do not want more time. They gonna be like, nigga, get this nigga off the stage. Bro, who is this? Who is, 
Who is this nigga? <laughs> is he? I mean, yeah, I guess the song cool. I mean, cool, I guess. In any other scenario, in any other scenario, if 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 Game walked on the stage and was like, "Yo, this is my man's propaganda," he gonna do a few songs for you. That setup totally different. I got twenty minutes before Game come on. I'm a murder it. Then I get. Then at that point, I got a merch table. I get to introduce myself. I get to talk a little more. It's a little more intimate. This ain't a damn arena, cause like you, uh, you're setting yourself up. You do. You think you want that job? You think you want to substitute for Drake? You think you do? Nigga, nobody in the room knows you. You know how silent that arena is gonna be. No one knows your songs. It's no one knows your songs. You're introducing yourself to 20,000 people who came to sing along, to start it from the bottom, to sing hits. You, uh, you think you want that job, you don't. They gonna look at you and be like, who is this? Now, don't get me wrong. Again, I am a great performer and I love challenges. I don't know if you've ever seen me rap or keynote or... Do poetry. Your boy can burn down a stage. So, it, you know, challenge accepted. This setup, though, it, you, you really piling on the rocks in your backpack on this setup. Y'all, who the hell is Mike Johnson and why is he the Speaker of the House? Huh, politics, y'all! Good morning, man. Listen. Well, first of all, I say good morning because that's when I record these pods. I try to record every Monday morning to have a little diligence and continuation to just to manage my uh, workload because your boy does a lot. But I don't know. I usually crush podcasts in the morning, too, after I get up, work out, you know, do what I got to do, have my coffee. I start listening to listening to my pod. Anyway, I'm here to talk about the freaking new guy. Why I give that comparison is because... I mean, it's entire articles, whole, full, whole articles saying, wait, who? Bro, who is this? <laughs> About this new speaker. By now, though, seen or listened to a few pods or news stories, uh, pieces about who Mike Johnson is a couple considerations as to why the GOP would choose him. And I'm going to give y'all my take, my little hood take as to like why they ran with him and why this might not be that bad of a setup for him. Although my initial response is what you is what you heard in the in the opening is sometimes you can't you can't skip steps. You know, when people say, you know, you can't fit in my shoes and shoes is too big to fill. Usually it's when like, you know, somebody passed away or whatever. It's like it's not like Speaker McCarthy was some giant of a figure that he has too big of a shoes. It's the position he's stepping into. I don't know if I, I, I'm stuttering because I need y'all to understand the weight of the situation this man is stepping into. And how miserable of a job this is fit to be if you haven't been. I mean, I don't know how long this brother been in the in the in the house in the Congress, but you know, that's a it's it's a job you really don't want. You think you want it, but you don't want it. But the thing is, he's third in line of secession 
if the president die and then the vice president die, the speaker of the house, like you third in line, is you really, you really think you ready for this, cuz? Like, you like, you, your weight, you got your weight up that much that you ready for this position. I'm, I just don't, I don't know if you ready for this big dog. And maybe he got the history of governing, which we might go through. Maybe, you know, he got, he got the history of governing, but listen, you ain't never, let me, when you start, when your star start, starts shooting up a little bit as an artist or as an entertainer, you have to do what's called media training. I don't know if any of y'all ever heard of this, but you have to know how to talk on camera, which sounds ridiculous because it's just talking, but there's a way to breathe. Because if you noticed when you're watching the news, when you're watching interviews, you can't really tell a person's breathing. Like you don't know, you don't, you don't hear them cough. You don't hear them breaths. You know, they're taking breaths because of course, but you have, that's a training. You have to learn how to answer questions. You have to learn how to divert questions. You have to learn how to say something that might need an entire minute, two minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour of context. You have to figure out how to say in eight seconds. My, my one of my favorite like zone out podcasts is Conan O'Brien's. I think he's hilarious. But yeah, on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on his show, he kept talking about why he enjoys this format more because when you're on his late night show, it's eight minutes. So if you're mega star, you got eight minutes to like show your personality, say something funny, say something wise and promote whatever project you're about to promote. You can't just you can't just jump from obscurity into that, you have to know how to talk on camera. NBA players, they get the same thing. If you notice when NBA players are being interviewed, you re you don't, especially at the end of the game, you don't see their personality. Like you, it's just, uh, yeah, no, you know, we got back on D. We, you know, we just really had to focus and keep the intensity up, you know, and it was, it was tough towards the end, but we started hitting the rebounds and I think we came out on top. Like this, you have to be trained to talk like that. Now, unless you like Marshawn Lynch or you know, Russell Westbrook, who are like, they just funny, you know, or Kyrie Irving, like, they just funny. You see them later, you see their personality, right? But they're, they do what they want. I know a handful of professional athletes, you know, light flex. And I mean, these, some of these brothers is like hilarious dudes. Some of them very quiet. Some of them very, they have their full, whole ass humans, you know, but that end of the game, well, you know, we, we got back on D. Because it's like, we just, you, you represent a very large company and a lot of money. So don't be mouthing off. That's simple. So there are steps that happen off camera, off mic, that aren't just about your skills, your, your abilities to do the job. There's things like that. There's like, you have to be made aware of your unconscious tics you may have a habit of scratching your chin and you don't know you do you may have a habit of twisting your eye a certain way it all shows up on camera all of it you may have a way of being sarcastic and if you understand what happens when you're setting up a joke and you're building up the sarcasm the clip only gonna be 30 seconds and that's gonna go across the world you don't just go from zero to 100. You think you do. Nobody is really that type of a success story. No, there's training that happens in between to get to that position. I'm just saying like you think you want it. You think you want it. There's a lot that goes on in between.
Now, you might be asking or maybe not asking because you don't really care, but you might. But I think if you listen to this podcast, you kind of care. You'd be like, well, what's it? What exactly is the job description? Speaker of the House. You just I mean, it sounds like, you know, like hall monitor. Like it's just like a not a real job, you know. And when you look into the Constitution, all the Constitution says is there should be a speaker. Like it don't really tell you (laughs) it ain't really much there. As to like what the Speaker of the House actually does. Now, as decorum had went on, what the Speaker of the House does. N- wait, before I get to that, y'all understood the hall monitor reference? Dude. Or is this just the sign of my age? Like y'all ain't watch no 80s movies. Hall monitor. It's like, basically, it's the kid that gets a little badge from like the school security mom or whatever that is helping out the teachers and the staff to make sure that you go to class, that when you go to the bathroom, that you have a hall pass, you know, and that you've, you have an excuse when you're wondering, hey, where class are you supposed to be in? You, have, you can't be in class out. You can't be out here right now. You're monitoring the halls. It's like you absolute nerd. Like, are you serious? With your little pretend badge. Talking about, I'm helping. You know, it's a Simpsons reference. Like, just, you're, like, this is not, this is not a real, you don't have real power. It's not a real job. Anyway, so the Speaker of the House just says, he just gets the gavel, it seems like. I just get to go, right? But as decorum has gone on, what the Speaker of the House does is essentially, yes, he calls the order to he or she, because, you know, Nancy Pelosi is arguably one of the best ones we've ever had, right? As far as effectiveness, you got to like her, but she was hella effective, right? So they that the person calls to order the meetings. The person approves the agenda for what we finna talk about, right? It's your job to make sure that as bills get presented, that you got enough riz, if you will, to keep your own party in check. To make sure that everybody happy in your own party, which is very hard. And especially in the season we in now, make sure everybody happy, everybody get what they want. You got to meet with your whole squad and like your whole party. You got to be able to convince people in the other party that it would benefit them if they make some concessions and we make some concessions. Essentially, you are the back end sort of viscosity, the oil of the machine that is running the government. It's actually a very difficult position and you got to have a silver tongue. You got to be so respected among the masses, right? That because you got to be, you can't get punked. And what happened with what you just saw is Speaker McCarthy ain't got the juice, you just, you got, even your way of getting to the position was just proof that you ain't got the juice, cuz. you and, and, and it's what we told you, we as in me, in the last time we talked about Speaker McCarthy and getting this position was that, listen, you don't have the juice, bro. Like, you, like fools don't respect your game. They don't respect your name. They're not going to listen to you. you. You came in like a punk. You can't get the position in a fraudulent way and expect these killers to respect you. It's just, you can't, like, who is you? Going back to taking Drake's slot, like, yo, props a dope rapper, but, bro, who, who are you? Like, 
Bro, who is this? I mean, so cool. He ain't sound, but my homeboy sound good as him. Like, what he doing? Why he get this position? You understand? You got to have weight. There needs to be some, like, gravitas before you could just step it. Just, and, it's, and it's not popularity. Like, understand what I'm saying. Like, it don't matter what the people, what the public think, although that helps. That helps with your gravitas. Of course it helps, but it's more like you got to be, like, favorite rapper's favorite rapper type beat. It's, it's, you could be Hove. Hove, that's one right. That's, that's presidency. Speaker of the house, people like, like that position or like a Mitch McConnell, like a, like a Senate majority, Senate minority leader. That's more like black thought. That's Pharaoh Monch. That's Andre 3000, where you ask all of your favorite rappers who the best rappers in the world are. They gonna say them. It's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. It's the person that walks into the room. It's Busta Rhymes. It's like where maybe your Gen Z nephew has never heard of these rappers but the rappers that he heard of all point back to this dude right it, it you know it, it, there ain't no a lot of the little lils only exist because of wayne right so it's that it's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type energy so for this position you gotta be your favorite politician's favorite politician who the hell is mike johnson who was running for the position? Let's go back to that as to how you got to him in the first place. A podcast I listened to called uh, Political Gab Fest, which I, 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 I highly suggest y'all check out. These white folks really get it in, man. Like, I really, I really appreciate the show. But on that, one of the hosts did this thing where he was like, all right, y'all, I mean... These people are like Harvard Law professor. One's a CBS or CBS, CBS. I'm such a gangster. That's a tagging crew out here in LA. Not the drugstore. CBS is tagging. Anyway, uh, one of them's a, a newscaster on CBS. Like these people are brilliant. And one of the dudes was like, all right, wait, now that I think about it, CBS is a tagging crew out here. Anyway, let me run off the names of people who were actual candidates for the next speaker and which ones I just made up. <laughs> Listen, this, he, they studied, this is their career. And he was like, which one of these names actually ran and which one of y'all is just made up? Jim Jordan, Mark Green, Michelle Collar, Charles Fleshman, Scott Austin, Roger Williams, Dexter Manley, Gary Palmer. Which one of them fools actually were running and which one is totally made up? Well, Jim Jordan was running. Mark Green was running. Michael Collar, nope. <laughs> Scott Austin, he said, was his roommate in college. <laughs> Roger Williams, yes. <clears throat> Dexter Manley, nope. <laughs> and Gary Palmer, yeah, he was running. What I'm trying to say is... 12 nobodies. You ever been to you ever been to a concert where a show where it was like you wanted to see one of your one of your bands you really like, up and coming band, whatever. Uh, when I listen to uh Rob, when I listen to Robert Evans talk or or even Cody over there on uh on even more news, they be naming bands and I'd be like, you made that shit up. That's not a band, right? <laughs> I, I ain't never heard of none of you niggas, right? Now I feel the same way. Don't get me wrong. I can start naming off rappers that y'all will be like, man, who 
Nope. Nope. Prop, you made that up. We used to do that among the homies too. We would just make up rappers and be like, yo, you, yo, you heard a you heard a little doodab? Man, he's spitting. Oh yeah, no, I got his first record. Nigga, you ain't never heard. It. I made that name up. But you go to a concert with a bunch of nobodies, and then there's one guy, and you're like, I when is this dude gonna be done? When are all these dudes gonna be done so I can see the one name I know? Anyway, that was essentially Jim Jordan on this. It's like, who are y'all? Right? So you got Steve Scalise. Uh, I'm going to read off some stuff here from, um, I believe this is from Politico, no, Associated Press. So he announced his bid through a letter, right? And since he's the House Majority Leader, his position will become vacant if he's elected. So McCarthy's allies were critical of him saying that he ain't really helped me during the leadership challenge. Right. So and Scalise is battling cancer right now. So he's got these questions about, you know, his physical ability to do the job, according to one Republican lawmaker who choose to remain anonymous. <laughs> he was asked if he was physically fit for the job. And apparently Scalise is like, yo, I feel great. You got Kevin Hearn, bro. Who is this? He told reporters and several lawmakers who approached him to consider running that he suggested he'd be open to it. He's the dude, peep this. He's the chairman of the Republican Study Committee, a study group for conservative Republicans. Patrick Henry, he is on the chair of the Finance Services Committee. And as a temporary House Speaker, he became the temporary one, if you didn't know. Uh, he could possibly use this to his advantage to keep this post. However, it's really not clear if he wants the job because, you know, he a little substitute teacher. Niggas don't respect substitute teachers. You got Tim Emner or Emmer. He's a House Republican whip, which we'll do a show on one day what the hell that means. And headed the House Republicans campaign arm during the 2022 midterm elections when Republicans recaptured the House majority from Joe Biden's Democrats. Uh, you got Byron Donalds. He's representative from Florida, 19th Congressional District, and is gaining popularity in the Republican Party in one round of speaker election in January. He received like 20 votes. So that means, you know, he had a little juice, right? Tom Cole, right? He's a Republican veteran who holds a powerful position as a chair of the House Rules Committee. Although he has not said he's interested in the job, he could gather support from Republicans who are speaking on an alternative to a conservative speaker because they looking for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody don't want the MAGA thing going down. Then you got the, the haymaker, Hakeem Jeffries. So he is the Democrat that had the Democrats held majority in the House. Nancy would have handed it to him. He's a Democratic leader who gained more votes. Vo and here's what's crazy. He gained more votes than McCarthy during the 11 rounds of voting for speaker in January. While the Democrats are Solidly behind Jeffrey. The Republican majority will most likely block a Democrat from taking the role. And then finally, you got Jim Jordan. He that firecracker that was vehemently defending Trump during all the impeachment things. He's the dude acting real loud over Biden's impeachment right now. Right. He gets a lot of TV. That's what I mean by like media trained. So you would think, OK, loudmouth, Trump surrogate, media trained. Of course, he's going to go for the job. Right. So he's from Ohio and he was he was the first Republican to announce his candidate candidacy for speaker. And he's, a, again, vocal supporter of Trump. He led the vest. He leads the, the investigation against Joe Biden's administration. And 
He formed an alliance with McCarthy, which earned some skepticism with hardliners, with hardliners. And moderates see him as way too conservative. I ain't gonna hold you, you're a weirdo. And also, surprise, surprise, a lot of people in this party don't like him neither. And I'm saying this as objectively as possible. That man a weirdo. Let me tell you why he a weirdo. Because the nigga was sending threats to his own party about if they put him through the shit that they put McCarthy through. Like, nigga, if if you front on me like this, nigga, I'm coming for your kids because you better vote for me or else. And anybody with the two brain cells would say, you know, after you get the job, you know you got to work with these people, right? And you done threaten their kids. Y'all not really gangs. This ain't an actual set. These are your colleagues. You got to go to work, homie. Didn't you see what they did to the last dude? You can't be serious, bro. Like, you you get the sharpest tool in the shed out this mug. You out here, you in the shed looking like a spoon, nigga. Like, that's just, that's not, that's not, a, that's not the move, brother. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Now, these are the people, and then finally you got Mike Johnson. I'm going to talk about Mike Johnson in a second. But uh, I heard this quote also from uh, the show Political Gab Fest, and it's a quote from Lauren Michaels. That's the dude who runs Saturday Night Live, right? And he say, we don't go on because we're ready. We go on because it's 1130. We don't go on because we're ready. Go on because it's 1130. Now, what he's saying is 
with Saturday Night Live, it's like, we start because it's time to start. Ready or not, here we go. So the question would be, fam, if y'all not ready, like you got all these no names, you feel me? If Drake is sick, nigga, if Beyonce can't come, you don't just pick a rando out the crowd, cuz. You gotta, you need somebody like if, listen, if Beyonce can't come, you better have Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston in the back. Don't bring Tay-Tay. That's a whole other crowd. I mean, we love Tay-Tay, but not, not, not in front of the Bayhive, nigga. You understand what I'm saying? You need to pull, you better have Michelle Obama back there somewhere. Nigga, you better have Michelle Obama, Oprah, Mariah Carey. Like, you need somebody that can actually fill these shoes. But if you ain't got nobody, like, you can't just throw randos out there. That's kind of what happened. You just threw some randos out, right? Now, I'm saying randos being funny because all these people are elected officials. <laughs> we have voted for them. They have actual positions and actual power. So, I mean, I'm being funny about it, but I mean, these dudes, like, these dudes, like, they, I mean, they got a little weight. But the question is, are you, are you favorite rapper's favorite rapper? Ask the question. And if you not, this may not be the job for you. Now. Who is Mike Johnson? Well, Mike Johnson was a huge, huge, huge proponent of all the Dominion machine election fraud. He big on that. You remember all that about Hugo Chavez being a part of the Dominion machines? <laughs> yeah, he the reason why the dump don't work. Yeah, that's Mike Johnson. He, he down with all that. He with all that. <laughs> Full whole ass creationist, as in the earth was made in seven days, you know, and it's 6,000 years old. And I know whole seminary deans that are like, that is not at all what the Bible says, nigga. Like, so, so that is a very particular view of scripture, right? But anyway, led the fight to stop the 2020 election was super big on the the stop the steal. So basically, you know, he, I mean, he all in Trump's armpit, which if you know anything about the direction of the Republican Party is that that's really all that matters, right? Trump can't elect, but he can destroy. I think that's a very interesting position is that he can't put nobody on, but he can definitely stop people from being put on. He could be like, not that fool, not that fool, not that fool. I like that fool, right? And if, and he could get that fool on. Basically, he could remove, he can't implant, right? So, but in this particular situation, this really works for Trump because that's why I'm saying like maybe a rando, I said earlier, maybe a rando might be the move if it's the right rando. Because guess what? This was the man that wasn't going to confirm the 2020 election. Speaker of the House wasn't going to confirm the election. So if you finna run again, who the hell you think you would want in charge of the next election? Somebody that's willing to ride for you despite all evidence otherwise. <laughs> kind of like his position about Israel. <laughs> the man said, full stop, I support Israel and all things. So despite any evidence otherwise, despite all evidence <laughs> of ethnic cleansing apartheid that they doing right now, I ride for Israel. So like, okay. Blanket, blanket support. Of course, that's the dude. If you Trump, of course, that's the dude you want in position. And of course, you want somebody with no uh, searchable history, right? You can't like, I mean, what 
what receipts you got on the dude. Like, don't nobody know who he is. So you can't call him on some shit because don't nobody know who he is. Except for the little bit that we do know now. That's what's good about being unknown is like, well, don't nobody, don't nobody know. There was a press conference, which I thought was so hilarious, which speaks to the just wet behind the ears situation that I was talking about before. This man has no media training and it's this job going to eat him alive is in this press conference. It was super hilarious because they asked him about uh, blocking the 2020 certification. Right. It was like, well, what, I mean, what's up with that? And then you saw Steve Scalise, like the OG behind him going like, hey, man, just listen, man, just move on. Let's talk about policy. And the guy was like, oh, you know, I, let's, let's talk about policy. And then the interviewer was like, OK, word. So then he asked him about like funding Israel. Like, so are you super down to fund Israel? Like you're 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 all in on that. And then this boy goes, well, I want to talk about policy right now. Like I just like, nigga, you just said you. Would. OK, fam, you listen, you lighten the booty, G. Like you're not ready. You really not ready for this job. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. But lastly, I think I want to make this point. That's, so that's what I mean by like the hood stuff of like there, there is a benefit of being a nobody. Is that I can, your OGs can now train you as to how to talk while you on the position. One, your OGs can do everything they want to do. They can make you do what they want because you, you don't know what you're doing anyway. And then there's no history. Like there's no, there's, there's 
you have no hard drives to hide because there's there's no videos to pull up. Like it's no there's there's nothing there, right? You can't get canceled because no one knows who you are. So it's like, bro, who is this? So there's a benefit to being a nobody. Now, lastly, I think there's an important point to be made, which I think dovetails into this episode I keep teasing. I, I keep teasing it because I just ain't recorded it yet. But the reality is this. The, the Mitt Romney, even the Reagan, Oliver North, the George Bush, Dick Cheney, Colin Powell version of the Republicans that people would call, you know, even freaking Paul Ryan, if you will, as 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 recent as that. Hell, the Mitch McConnell's. Listen, the Republican Party as we know it is dead. It's gone. It's not. It's. There, it just doesn't, it, there is no, it doesn't exist anymore. And this moment is proof because, I mean, Mike Johnson, is, I mean, he full MAGA. Like, so this idea of these old heads thinking that there are still true school, true conservatives in the party and it's worth saving and we need to stand up and keep be the keepers of the flame. I mean, you know, they are... You're basically the dudes in their mom's basement talking about real rock and roll. Like you're the Leonard Skinner fans. You're the you're the ACDC Motorhead fans that are just like, this is real rock. Guys, it's gone. Okay? It's gone. You you it's it's not, this is not where we are. Listen, I'm guilty of it. I've had to embrace where hip hop is has gone because y'all, it's it's different now. You just you have to look at the charts and you just have to tell the truth. Hip hop as you remember it, everybody that's like these 90s heads, you know what I'm saying? Golden age of hip hop. Okay, listen. That's all nostalgic. Okay? It's not these ain't where the charts are. Now, listen, we could still love our music. We still make our music. I still go, look at Wu Tang and Nas just 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 had a show and it was I didn't get to go but I tell you what boy I was looking at everybody's TikTok everybody's videos about that cuz I was like damn that would have been amazing dog if hieroglyphics was coming into LA souls of mischief in them I know you like bro who but if they was coming I'm a, I'm going to look at my wife sitting at the desk right here and be like baby can I leave on Tuesday I got to go see Hyro common the actor when I tell you was my favorite rapper you would be like I'm sorry what Exactly. Yeah, the dude in Never Have I Ever. Yeah, him. Chicago legend rapper. Yeah, the dude that does the the AI in voiceovers for those commercials. That dude. Times have changed. It's and I I really think at this point it's just listen. Republicans, yo, the streets is dead. What you thought the Republican is, Republican Party is, is gone. Here's your evidence. That man, Donald J. Trump, has stolen your party. Nigga, he runs your streets. And, and even after he gone, the remnants, bro, it's going to take a while. Because you're not, you not who you think you are. You who we all know you are.
You are what we've been trying to tell y'all, y'all could have be, y'all are going to become. And you know how I know this? And I say this because I feel like in my life, I have similar regrets. I have, I've learned similar lessons in my own life about things, but in reverse. Like what I mean by in reverse is there were things that I should have apologized for immediately. There were things that I wish I would have got checked on the second they happened. But sometimes when you let stuff slide, now this, I'm getting hood on you really. Like if, when you let stuff slide, it grows into where we are now. What I'm trying to say is this, the conservative party should have slapped the shit out of MAGA. Like the second y'all saw it, y'all was like, nah, dead that. Because at this point it's too late. The fact that that man got through two impeachments, it, like January 6th, I'm telling you, it wouldn't have happened. Remember when I told you, listen, the first episode I did on iHeartMedia after I did the introduction of myself was, shut the fuck up, you ain't gonna do shit. And the premise of it was this, if y'all don't do shit, it's gonna keep happening. So I said that about January 6th. If, if nobody really take no L from this, if nobody really loses, Oh, it's over, homie. It's going to keep coming. You learn that when you little light, lightweight little kid, like I did, a lightweight little kid, you know, this little black kid in this Mexican hood, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that big old cholo boy, if I let him take my lunch today, uh, even if I lose, I can't let this man take my lunch today. I can't let him chase me home today. If he chase me home today, I'm running home for the rest of the year. And I don't want to run home for the rest of the year. You need to know immediately that, like, I'm not the one. Find somebody else. And even, again, even if he beats the brakes off me, that man knows we we dealt with this now. So when you have something like that, that's like just earth shattering as to what you think your party is, you gotta, you gotta shut that shit down because now it's too late. It's, it's, it's too late now. The cement has settled. And the fact that y'all elected old Mike Johnson your last hope was McCarthy. I hate to say this. That was your last hope. But look, <laughs> y'all punked him to oblivion. And who punked him to the oblivion? Them same folks that you should have shut down a long time ago. And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure 10 years, we're going to have the same, five years, two years, we're going to have the same conversation about the Democrats. Like, y'all should have shut that down a long time ago. You ain't shut it down. That's where you are now. I'm, I'm a parent. I'm going to keep the metaphor. I'm a parent. There's some stuff. Yo, you, we got to stop this now. <laughs> it going to be a problem later, boy. But either way, welcome to the worst job ever in government, Mr. Johnson. Hope you working on your riz. Hood politics. Hey, quick correction. I was reading from Al Jazeera, not from Associated Press. My bad. Just want to make sure I was quoted. Quoting the right folks. Okay, bye. You know, I don't know why I ain't thought of this before, but, you know, you could use promo code HOOD for 15% off on terraformcoldbrew.com. Like, I forgot I own that company, and this is my pod. Y'all, go ahead and 
Punch that promo code hood if you in the cold brew. Get you some cold brew. Go on, get you some coffee. Yeah, like, I can't believe I ain't thinking this still right now. Yo, yo, this thing right here was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This thing was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by the one and only Matt Osowski. Y'all, check out this fool's music. I mean, it's incredible. Executive produced by Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media. Man, and thank you for everybody who continue to tap in with us. Make sure you leave a reviews and five-star ratings and sharing it with the homies so we could get this thing pushed up in the algorithm. And listen, I just want to remind you, these people is not smarter than you. If you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see you next week. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.